Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Downtown Harbor Church. I am super pumped that you all have chosen to join us today. Um, my name is Adam. I'm the lead communicator around here, and we're so excited to be kind of right where we're at at DHC. Things are starting to kind of blossom and grow, and if you've been a part of this with us since the beginning, you know how just exciting that is. So we're super, super pumped. And we are in the middle of a five-week series called, here it is, What Was I Thinking? And last week we talked about choices, right? We talked about choices and this idea that we need to stop asking this question in the morning sometimes. What was I thinking? So we want to make better choices. And we started to ask ourselves not what was right or wrong in terms of decision making, but what was the wise thing to do. So if you missed last week and want to catch up, go ahead and go to SoFloChurch.com under the media section. But today, we're talking about words, and we're talking about these things that come out of our mouths, and we're talking about these things that come out of our mouths that are actually a reflection of what's going on inside our hearts, right? So I just want to kind of give you a couple of things before we start to kind of lay the groundwork for what we're going to say today. Did you know that most men, now this is a Google study, so I mean, like, of course, I don't know how accurate it is, but this is what I found on Google, and if it's on Google, it's true, right? So that's what we're thinking. Most men say about between 2,000 and 3,000 words per day, right? They also say that most women say between 10 and 20,000 words per day. Now, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's kind of what it said on Google. The reason that I bring that up is because if we're saying those that many words per day, we want to take what we say very carefully. We want those words, no matter how many or few they are, to be kind of very carefully thought out and said, and we're going to talk about why today. Because, furthermore, we believe that your words are pretty much the only accurate description that we have for what's going on in our hearts and the way that we feel. Now, you could say, now wait a second, there are other ways for me to communicate how I feel. What about like the expression on my face? Doesn't that communicate how I feel? Well, I thought so for a long time, but then I don't know if you know my wife, Caitlin, she's downstairs with preschoolers right now, but I would say to her from time to time, hey, are you upset with me? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, your face is sure telling me you're upset with me. She's like, well, I'm not. And I was like, okay, so it's not that accurate of a description. The only thing that we really have for us to communicate how we feel is these things called words. That's why it is so important that we Take this so seriously because we said for these five weeks we were going to take a look at the ancient book of wisdom in the scripture called Proverbs. And we were going to take a look at this ancient book of wisdom written by Solomon who was King David's son. If you know anything about history, you might know that name. If, if you don't, you want to Google it this week, go ahead and do that. But Solomon was said to be the wisest man who ever lived. Solomon was a guy filled with wisdom and he put down his thoughts in the book of Proverbs. And we're taking a look at that book throughout this entire entire series of what was I thinking because we think that that ancient wisdom which was uh, you know wise all of those years ago is actually still applicable today and that if we take a look at what it said and put it into practice in our lives that it's not ancient but it could actually change the way we live here and now and the book of Proverbs has an absolute ton to say about 
words. Furthermore, it has a ton to say about our tongue, which is where those words come from. So let's dive in. If you have uh, your scriptures, you can dive into Proverbs chapter 15. Uh, if you're on your smart device, you can do that too. If not, no worries. It will be up here on the screen. So it says this in Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. A gentle answer turns away wrath. This would be our tongue responding to something. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a what? Harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. Meaning if you're wise with your words, that it's going to be good and it, you're going to be gentle in the way you answer and it's not going to stir up anger and wrath. But furthermore, Proverbs goes on in uh, chapter 15, verse 4, to say the soothing tongue is a tree of life. The soothing tongue gives life. It actually promotes good things. It's full of life when you have a soothing tongue. But a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. And finally, in Proverbs 15, verse 7, it says the lips of the wise spread what? Knowledge. But the hearts of the fools are not up. Right. Basically, it's this idea, and maybe you've heard this expression, loose lips sink ships. When you're not careful with your words, when you don't think about what comes out of your mouth, which is actually a reflection of what is in your heart, that people around you suffer, that things don't go as well as they could for you, loose lips kind of sink Ships, But, okay, so let me give you a couple of kind of words to marinate on here as we launch into this today. These words are kind of emotions that kind of land in our heart and what they look like. So check this out. First of all, the first word is love. Now, some of you um, experience this, and here at Downtown Harbor Church, we talk about this a lot. We talk about what it means to love your neighbor as yourself and how when you show love to your neighbor as yourself, it's actually the way that you show love to God by going, I'm going to treat others the way that I would want to be treated, and I'm showing love to God in that way. And this emotion kind of lands in our hearts. When our hearts are filled with this, our words reflect what goes on in our hearts. So we want our hearts to be filled uh, to the utmost capacity with this idea of love. But let me give you another word. Let me give you another word which is just as powerful, but when we let this emotion kind of creep into our hearts, ugly things happen. Ugly things come out of our mouth. It's this word. The word is hate. That when we put these words in our hearts, when love lands there, things come out of our mouths that are good and true and, and build people up. But when hate lands there, it doesn't go as well. In fact, we think that the word love is so powerful. And when you allow that emotion to come out of your mouth, it does things, don't miss this, it does things for other people who you speak to. In fact, when you let love come out of your mouth, love actually gives someone hope that there's a sense for tomorrow, that this thing that I'm going through, I can do. When you allow your words to reflect love, people around you who you speak to have hope. They're excited about what could be. But when you allow hate to creep in, this doesn't happen. How about someone feels needed when they're spoken to with love? They feel like they're needed, which is a great emotion to feel. They're, like, they're going, man, this person needs me in their life, and being needed is a great feeling. If you have an infant or you have ever been around infants, you know the one thing that an infant always does is they're needed, and so they understand that, and we want to allow our words to allow others around us to be needed. What about wanted? Have you ever felt unwanted? It's an awful emotional feeling to have. And 
when we uh, use our, our words and they express love, people feel wanted around us. How about this? How about significance? That when we allow love to come out of our mouth, people around us feel significant. They feel like they matter. They feel like they have something to give back. How about confidence? Have you ever struggled to do something? Have you ever struggled with this idea of I'm not good enough to do this? I'm not good enough to get this done? Confidence is something that happens and develops in people when we allow our words to reflect love and we allow love to be in our heart. And what about this one? How about acceptance? How about because you would use words filled with love to address someone that someone could be around you just as they are, that they would be accepted. And this is not an excuse to sin or to do wrong things. That's not what we're saying. But people are just people. And when we allow our words to reflect love, people feel accepted. And finally, this is the most important one. When we allow the emotion love to land in our hearts, people around us have a sense of worth. And I don't know if you've ever been around someone who didn't have a sense of self-worth and who didn't kind of feel like they mattered, but it's a very sad thing. Love, when we use love in our hearts and our words express that people develop a sense of worth. But let's take that other word for a second and look at how important it is. Because there's only one emotion that I can think of when we allow hate in our hearts and it comes out through our mouth. There's only one emotion that people feel. There's only one word that describes what someone feels like when our words are hateful to them. It's not worth, but it's worthless. They don't feel hope or needed or wanted or significant or confident or accepted or that they have a sense of worth. They feel worthless. They don't feel like they mean anything. Hate equals worthless. So allow me to just talk to you about this for a second. Because a lot of times we are loose with our words and we don't really, you know, manage them carefully and we don't necessarily think on the other end about what it does to that person who we're speaking to. We don't think about the repercussions that it will have in their life. We just kind of let it all out. We have loose lips and they sink the ships. But what if you started to understand that your words carry weight? What if you started to understand that the words that you say matter more than you ever could think that they matter? Because words offer someone a sense of direction. Words that you would say offer someone a sense of direction. We don't think about that all the time, that the what's going to come out of my mouth is actually going to direct someone in their life. But words offer someone a sense of direction, especially, don't miss this, especially with young people. If you know anything about me, you know that before I kind of transitioned to this role at Downtown Harbor Church, I spent about 15 years in kids ministry, working with kids week in and week out. And when I did, this was so important to us because their young minds and hearts were so impressionable and they were so soaking in everything that we said. So we wanted to make sure we chose our words so carefully because these words that we say have the ability to put them on a different path and offer them a sense of direction. So let me just give you a quick example. Have you ever known someone as an adult or maybe they're a teenager and they're becoming an adult and they're a female and they struggle with self-esteem issues and they struggle with this idea that they don't look good versus culture and what they think they should look like? Have you ever met anybody like that? Well, I have. 
And as I've kind of asked like, them as they worked through this and they were working through it with some of my previous roles, what, what, what do you struggle with related to this? Why is this a struggle for you? What, what started this? What kicked this off? And all of them almost had the exact same answer. It related, don't miss this, it related to the way their mothers spoke about other women when they were kids right? It related to the way that their moms, the female influence in their life, would speak about other women when they were children, and that kind of stayed with them throughout their entire adult life, therefore struggling with self-esteem issues. The words that their mothers used offered them a sense of direction, and that direction was to have poor self esteem. That's why words are so careful. And don't miss this. Words are not just careful when you're speaking to someone. Don't get me wrong. You should be very careful when you're speaking to someone, but you should also be careful when you're talking around someone. Because it wasn't, in all these cases, it wasn't as if a mom said to the girl, hey, you don't look good, you need to look better, you should not look like this. It was about what her mom would make comments about other people when she was just around, people she would see on TV, people walking down the street. It's not just what you say to someone, it's what you say around someone. And when we understand that, we're so careful with our words because words offer someone a sense of direction. If we understood that every time we opened our mouth that we held someone's future in our hands, we would be more careful with the way that we chose our words, which are actually, actually a reflection of what goes on inside of our hearts. Proverbs has more to say about words. I told you that it did. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings what? Healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing. I want to talk to you about something else. I want to kind of shift gears and pivot a second. I talked to you about how you speak to someone, right? I talked to you about being careful with your words. They offer a sense of direction when you're speaking around someone. And now I want to talk about when you speak about someone. Because when you speak about someone to someone else, there's a G word that we're going to use that kind of creeps into our lives, and it's gossip. And all of us do it. It's not something that we've never participated in. Every single person in this room has done it. But when you participate in gossip and you talk about someone, it is very, very ugly. It is a no-go. It is no good. The only thing it does in your life is create problems and drama. Have you seen the Real Housewives series, okay? That is not what I would call a good, healthy environment. I don't want to live like that. It's a mess. In fact, we were looking at clips this week to kind of bring in and like put them up here and like show you guys, but we couldn't because we couldn't, like we could, didn't have enough sound effects to bleep it all out. Like it was, we were trying, but it didn't work, right? And so gossip is horrific to do. Not only does the scripture say it's horrific, but you've seen the results when you do it. It is ugly. I came up with a saying a couple of years ago for myself that I'm going to carry throughout my entire life, and this is it. I am going to say the same thing to everyone, which means I have my opinion, I form it, and what I would say to you is the same thing that I would say to you. It doesn't change. Therefore, I don't mince my words and gossip about people behind their back because gossip will rip apart every relationship you have if you do it. 
It will tear your relationships limb from limb. It will knock them inside out. It is the ugliest thing that you will do to relationships in your life if you gossip about someone else. And if you do it to your spouse, boy, that's going to be ugly, right? You want to be as honest with your words, to be as careful with your words as you can. And gossip is so, so bad. It will rip your relationships apart. What you say to someone what you say around someone and what you say about someone needs to be carefully considered every time you do it. And related to gossip, Jesus had something to say about it. Jesus actually in the book of Matthew told us how to get this done. Matthew chapter 18, take a look at this. If your brother or sister sins, meaning they do something wrong against you, they do something that is wrong in your direction, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. Just between the two of you. Don't miss this. Jesus didn't say this because it was easy. Jesus did not say before he said this, this is an easy thing to do, right? Jesus said, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. Why did he say that? Because he knew that if you go talk to somebody else, it gets ugly and stupid. But it's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to sit with someone and go, you wronged me. You made me feel this way. And, I'm, and I, I really want your, uh, for, not forgiveness, but I want you to say you're sorry. I really want you to make it right. It's not an easy thing to do. It's a lot easier to go talk to your buddy about it and to bash the person. It's not an easy thing to do. If they listen to you, you've won them over, he said. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. Do you know what Jesus is saying here? He's saying, go work it out face to face yourself. Go work it out with the person. Go talk to the person. That will make it better between the two of you. Don't gossip. It doesn't help anyone. And if you have ever caught someone talking behind your back or saying that you did something that you didn't, you know exactly what I'm talking about and how much it can actually rip you limb from limb as a person and with your relationships. So I've talked about words and what that looks like and what the scripture has to say about them. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for us today, here, and now? Well, I think a couple of things related to our words. Because we kind of think of ourselves a lot, and that's how we kind of operate through life and walk through life and manage life. We kind of think about ourselves. We don't necessarily about, think about other people as much as we should. And Jesus told us, love your neighbor as yourself. That's how you are actually showing love to God. And so we don't think about that all the time. But with our words, we should start thinking about other people and the impact that it has on their life. Because if you are loose with your words, there will be people who will suffer. If you are loose with your words, the people around you that you are supposed to care so much about will begin to suffer. If you're loose with your words, it will begin to damage your relationships. If you are loose with your words, people will begin to distance themselves from you. If you are loose with your words, you are going to become, don't miss this, untrustworthy worthy to the people 
who you care about, those people will begin to suffer. And I have to tell you this. We're talking a lot around downtown Harbor Church at other, about other people around us and how we treat them and what God called us to do. And if we're going to love our neighbors as ourselves, we're going to make sure that we're doing that to show love to our Heavenly Father. We need to be careful with our words. It offers someone a sense of direction in their life. So as you think about your words, think about those people that you would speak to, that you would speak around, and that you would speak about, and think about their future. Almost that you hold their future in your hands, and what will that be like for them down the road if you are loose with your words? Proverbs 18, 21. I told you it had a lot to say about words. Death and life. That's how powerful words are. Look, death and life. Living and breathing or dying. Think how powerful that is. Are in the power of the tongue. Are in the power of your mouth. And those who love it will eat its fruits. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruits. I don't know if you know anyone who's taken their own life. Um, but more than likely, you are at least associated with or know a friend of a friend or a cousin or a co whatever it looks like. You probably have a face that would come to your mind about people who've taken their own life. And you might even know somebody who's been close to doing that. And there's a lot of research on why people kind of get to that lowest, darkest place, okay? And a lot of times when people get there and they don't cross that line to do it, and then they come out of it and they recover, a lot of times they say, do you know why I want to end this? Because I don't matter to anyone. I am not worth anything. And if you get in the mud and you figure out where that started, a lot of times it started back in childhood because someone around them was not careful with their words. And someone said something that led them to believe that they weren't worth anything. Someone said something to them where they got into such a place and they went, I don't matter to anyone or anything in this world I want out. I have no self-worth. All because someone so long ago said something they shouldn't have. They were loose with their words. They weren't using words filled with love. They were using words filled with hate. And I gotta tell you something. I, over the course of my life, have used hate-filled words before. We all have. And you know what question I ask every time I kind of wake up the next morning? One other question I ask, what was I thinking when I said that? And I start to think about how I could have impacted someone's direction in their life because of what I said. And all of a sudden I go, this has to be taken so seriously. This has to be taken so important. This cannot be just looked over. We cannot be loose with our words because someone, their future depends on it. And if we're loving our neighbor as ourselves, we have to manage this properly. So what does that mean for you? What does that mean for you today as you leave? You get in your car. Here's what I think it means. Just a very simple statement. Use caution when you choose your words. 
Someone's future depends on it. Use caution when you choose your words because someone's future is being held right in the palm of your hand. When you speak to your kids, when you speak to your friends, when you speak to your spouse, when you speak to your parents, when you speak to someone, when you speak around someone, and when you speak about someone, use caution when you choose your words. Someone's future depends on it. And when you understand that, everything changes and everything is different. Can you imagine what our city would be like if everybody choose their words carefully? Can you imagine what it would be like if someone cut you off in traffic and you didn't go up to them and roll down the window next to you? Because you're using caution when you choose your words. Here's the deal. People are paralyzed with fear in their life because of words that have been said to them. What would it be like if everybody was emotionally charged up with love, words of love, not hate? This isn't something I came up with. This is straight from the book of Proverbs. It's not ancient wisdom. It's not something that was written thousands and thousands of years ago. That doesn't mean anything to us anymore. It's alive and well and means something here today, and we have to get it right. Use caution when you choose your words. Someone, someone, not even just their future, but someone depends on it. Let's pray. God, thanks for your words and what you say about words. And I, um, I know there are times in my life where I've said hate-filled things and I've done things I shouldn't. And I just think back, even as I'm speaking through this today, think about the people who I said those to or around or about and what that did to their future. God, help every person in this room be changed here and now because of what you said about words. Help every one of us to use more caution. Help every single one of us to get this right with the people who we're closest to and even strangers who we would meet. Help us to do this because somebody, they depend on it. Their future is in our hands. And we don't think about it like that, but it's, but it's true. So I pray you would bless us and guide us as we sift through that and figure that out in our own life. We think about these things called words, which are the true reflection of our heart, the only way that we can communicate properly. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.